Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand praise. Praise the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. The scripture this morning, I'll be reading from Proverbs chapter 3. I'm going to start with verse 5. Amen. Oh, Lord, we thank you, Jesus. Before I start, I'd just like to say, uh, let's give uh, Elder Mack another hand. Man. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be healthy to your flesh and strengthen your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruit of all your entries. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your backs will overflow with new wine. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his instruction, his corrections. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens. Amen. For as the Father as a father, the son in whom he delight. Happy is the man who find wisdom and the man who gain understanding. Thank you. As the Lord has a blessing to the reading of his word this morning. Amen. Would everyone stand? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let us prepare our minds and our heart for the word this morning. Uh, we thank the Lord how he continued to bless new life and how he blessed, continued to bless our pastor, giving him the words, giving, fulfilling him all the instruction and the will of his word. And we, right now, we are prepared for the receiving of the word. So I ask you right now to receive Pastor C. Wright with a big old amen. Oh, thanks. Amen. Give me a moment to mic up here. If you will, join with me in a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you once again. And once again, as I reflect back on this week, Lord, it was full of your grace and your mercy. And Lord, we just thank you right now. We want to pause to give you all the honor 
and glory that you are due. And Father, we ask you right now to continue to be in the midst of your people and let them hear from you. Let them hear your words, Lord, and not mine. Let them hear your message and not my message. Let them hear from on high so that they will be motivated to, Lord, to, to live for you. Lord, that they may understand that this life is a road of preparation to be more like Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. As you all know, we, uh, we are uh, going over our Sunday school lessons, and I try to tweak them a bit to to bring them before you all because we don't want to lose track of those uh, good old Sunday school lessons. Amen. So uh, this lesson is the uh, first uh, lesson of the quarter, I believe, that I'm coming from. Exodus, the 16th chapter. If you have Bibles or tablets, I ask that you turn there. Exodus, the 16th chapter, verses, 20, no, verses 2 through 15. Exodus 16, verses 2 to 15. And I trying to remember the title. I believe God, um, I said something, God, God provides quail and manna. I think that was the title. But mine is gracious giver. <laughs> He's a gracious giver. Amen. He's a gracious giver. And when you read the text, you'll see why he's gracious. <laughs> and you'll see why he's merciful. And you'll see why he's long-suffering. <laughs> And he's not only long-suffering uh, towards them, but he's uh, long-suffering towards us as well. Amen. Reading Exodus 16th chapter, verses 2 through 15. And I'll be reading from the uh, NASB version. The whole congregation of the sons of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The sons of Israel said to them, would that we had died by the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt. When we sat by the pots of meat, when we ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out in this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, behold. I will rain bread from heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day that I may test them whether or not they will walk in my instruction. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather daily. So Moses and Aaron said to all the sons of Israel, at evening you will know that the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you will see the glory of the Lord, for he hears your grumblings against the Lord. And what are we that you grumble against us? Moses said, this will happen when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and bread to the full in the morning. For the Lord hears your grumblings, which you grumble against him. And what are we? For grumblings 
are not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, say to all the congregation of the sons of Israel, come near before the Lord, for he has heard your grumblings. It came about as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the sons of Israel, that they looked toward the wilderness. And behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, I have heard the grumblings of the sons of Israel. Speak to them saying, at twilight you shall eat meat. And in the morning you shall be filled with bread. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God. So it came about at evening that the quails came up and covered the camp. And in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the layer of dew evaporated, behold, on the surface of the wilderness, there was a fine flake-like thing, fine as the frost on the ground. When the sons of Israel saw it, they said to one another, what is this? I'm sorry, they said, what is it? <laughs> For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, it is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. Wow. Wow. The Lord delivers. They quickly forget, start to grumble, but he's still gracious enough to provide. According to Genesis 46 chapter verse 27, when Jacob moved to Egypt, he had 70 direct of kin move with him. By the time of the Exodus, they had millions. They had multiplied into millions. Overall, the people of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, uh, their time in Egypt was not good. It was not good. The Pharaoh who invited them was friendly and accommodating. If you remember, he gave them Gershon the land, right, to, to live in. But uh, when he died off, there was a Pharaoh that knew not Joseph, right? And he wasn't that friendly. And they became, rather than guests, they became slaves, right? Now, for their remaining years, the Hebrews were treated badly. They cried out to God, and God heard their cries and sent Moses. God sent Moses with a message for Pharaoh. God said, tell him to let my people go. First, Pharaoh refused. But after 10 devastating plagues, <laughs> he begged the people to go, right? But for some reason, he thought it was a great idea. After he allowed them to go, he thought it was a great idea to, to go get them back, right? And when he pursued them, all of a sudden, we, we read about the Red Sea incident, where God had parted the Red Sea, and then there was a wind that blew, and then they went through on Try land. It was an aquarium on both sides. 
and they went through on dry land. And Pharaoh, once again, had a bright idea. Let us also go and get them. And when he pursued, his army pursued, all of a sudden the waters collapsed and they said it was thunder and lightning dancing on the water. It was a devastating and terrible, terrible predicament for Egypt. But yet, this week, we now fast forward to about a month after the deliverance, right? The Hebrews were delivered about a month ago and they've been, they've been traveling. And by this time, their celebration for deliverance was over. <laughs> the ram horns, they were silent. Tamarines, they were put in storage by this time, right? No longer are there happy songs that they're singing. Now their lyrics started to sound like, lift every voice to complain till earth and heaven ring, right? Or, or all of my good days outweigh my bad days, I, I will complain. The lyrics started to, to change, right? Right? They are out in the wilderness now and they're running out of food. Supplies are low and all they see is desert ahead of them, right? <laughs> they were in the thick of things. And not only did their song change, but their perspective changed. Their view changed, right? See, those 10 miraculous plagues that God performed to deliver them, they were so yesterday. They were so yesterday, right? Thoughts became twisted and, and they said, you know, slavery is better than this. I'd rather go back, we'd rather go back to being slaves, right? See, because in Egypt, Boy, we had pots of meat. And then if you read in Numbers, the 11th chapter, they, they added some more stuff to it. We had, we had garlic and leeks and man, we just, we were feasted. And, and see, all of a sudden their, their, their thoughts were twisted because it wasn't all that in Egypt. God delivered them from a situation where they were oppressed and abused. But yet, their view became twisted because they were in the thick of things. They had an issue with leadership, too. They said that Moses and Aaron had brought them out to the desert to die. They got everything twisted, and, and we can't go that hard on them because we... We twist stuff up too, don't we? We twist up stuff as well. I, I, I remember talking to someone who uh, works with uh, those who are in, a, uh, in abusive relationships and, and one of the conversations went like, you know, I, I, I think I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna give him another chance. And then in response, the person says, but he was like beating you and, and tossing you around and, 
and 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 just bruising you and now you're in this stable condition and you're on your way and 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 the person is so twisted they say yeah but 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 Mr. Rough Rough wasn't that bad you know I, you know he wasn't that bad i mean it's it's better than being alone and we and, and we still get it twisted even today and i in our Sunday school material uh, for this quarter, the overarching theme is preparation of a nation. Preparation of a nation. And that is God's objective, for, to prepare a nation. And that's God's objective today as well, to prepare a nation, to prepare a holy people for himself, amen? But often the objective is overshadowed by the obstacles. Often we'll let obstacles blind us from the objective. See, the objective is to be more like Christ. It's a spiritual objective. That's what God is doing here. And this lesson is a spiritual lesson. And I like how the commentator stated in the expositor, he said this, the spiritual lessons God wants us to learn are always more important than the physical difficulties we face in life. Once again, the spiritual lessons God wants us to learn are always more important than the physical difficulties we face in life. The people complained and God heard them, right? He heard them. He heard those complaints of, of, of we don't have this, we don't have that, we used to have this, and we used to have that. And if you go ahead and just speed that up to today, it's, uh, I, I don't have the strength. I just don't have the strength. I, I can't take it no more. I just can't take it no more. Right? I, I'm losing my mind. You hear folks say today, I, I don't have the strength. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, I just can't take it no more, and, and, and nor should you, because you can't. You can't, yeah. And I'm, I'm losing my mind. Yes, you will. You will. You will. Amen? And, and we read on, see, God supplied their needs. They complained about the absence of meat and bread, and Moses said that, God was going to send so much, so much. Look at Numbers, the 11th chapter, verses 19 through 20. I laughed when I read this because this was God's response to their complaining. You shall eat not one day, nor two days, nor five days, nor 10 days, nor 20 days, but a whole month until it comes out of your nostrils <laughs> and becomes loathsome to you because you have rejected the Lord who is among you and have wept before him saying, 
why did we ever leave Egypt? He said, I'm going to supply you all right. <laughs> I'm going to give you so much, you're going to get sick of it. You're going to get sick of it. And we read of two incidents, right, where God had, had, uh, uh, had directed the quail to come to the people, right? And, and, and quail, that's no bargain bird. That's, not, that's no bargain bird. That, that was delicatessen back then. That was not bargain bird, right? God had given them quail. He, he somehow directed the, the, the quail to come and, and literally cover the ground. If you read the lesson, it said that quail had migrated uh, at certain times of the year. And when they tired, they kind of flew low. And sometimes they just rested right? But when they flew low, even a kid could catch them. And that's what God did. He directed them their way, and they covered the land, and they were tired, and, and they just had to, they just rested, and, and, and they was just like, forget it, eat me. Right? I'm, I'm dinner. <laughs> that's what he said, I'm dinner. Right, and that's what they did. And, and they said they taste real good if you just roast them in the sun like the Egyptians did. Just roast them a little bit, and just have them on the rotisserie bit. God had given them quail, right? On, on two occasions, we read this. But look, at, look how gracious and, and, and awesome and merciful God is. For 40 years, <laughs> he had provided them with manna. Manna. For 40 years, and when the morning came, the dew would come, and then when it evaporated, the scripture says, then the land would be covered with this flaky light substance, and it was sweet, had a little sweetness to it as well, and it was manna, and they made bread out of it, right? God supplied Manna, and the word manna, it, it was more like, what is this, right? And, and that's what is stated in scripture as well, because they had not seen this before. They was like, what is this, right? And, and, and that's what Moses said. He gave y'all some, what is this from heaven, right? Some bread from heaven, right? The people didn't have the means to supply what they needed, right? They didn't have the means to supply their needs. See, they were, they were nomads in a sense, right? They were farmers, and, and what they needed was uh, some land, and they could, like, till the land and grow some crops, but they couldn't do that because they just were in desert country, right? They couldn't do it. They couldn't supply their needs, and God miraculously, supernaturally supplied their needs, right? He supernaturally supplied their needs. And supernaturally, God intervenes and supplies our needs as well, right? Uh, you, you don't have the strength. No, you don't. But he does, right? I, I can't take it no more. But Christ did. And he has, right? Uh, I, I'm losing my mind. Yeah, you're losing your mind. Good, good. Because God will replace it with the mind of Christ, right? He'll replace it with the mind of Christ. 
See, Paul said in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. And it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me, right? And the life which I now live in the flesh, I have by faith in the Son of God, who loved me, see, and gave himself up for me. The objective is not a material thing. It's a spiritual thing. God's preparation of a nation is a spiritual process. Supernaturally, he supplied the needs of the Hebrews. And supernaturally, he supplies the needs that, uh, for us as well. Because once again, I got a call on Paul. He said in the Philippians, the fourth chapter, verse 19, and my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. God told the people to take just two quarts of manna per person. Two quarts. Now, of course, you know, we, we, you know, we have fallen natures just like them. They didn't take two quarts. Some did not take two quarts. They, they said, I'm taking more than, than the portion God allows, right? God said, take two quarts for yourself. Take two quarts per person. But some said, nah, I'm going to take five. Right? I'm going to take a whole bunch. And they took a whole bunch, and guess what happened? They looked in there, and it worms. It just spoiled. Because God had a lesson for them, a spiritual lesson for them. God was saying that I'm faithful. <laughs> I am faithful. I'll supply your needs, and I'm going to supply them day after day after day after day. You, you get your portion. Your portion is enough. See, I have enough. I give enough for you individually. I give enough for your family. I give enough for a nation. I will give you what you need. I will give you what you need. And I go back to the expositor writer who said this. If we trust him to keep his word, then we will understand that what we have right now is what we need right now. <laughs> you hear that? You hear that? If we trust him to keep his word, then we will understand that what we have right now is what we need right now. See, we get it twisted. We think we need more than what he is supplying us right now. So we go out on our venture to try to acquire what we think we need when God has already, already given us what we need for right now. See, what you have right now is what you need for right now. And think about it. The manna came for 40 years. But as soon as the Israelites, the Hebrews, entered the promised land and they had a meal, guess what happened? The manna was cut off because they didn't need the manna anymore. God gave a manna for 40 years straight. And as soon as they didn't need it no more, boom, it was cut off because they were in the promised land. 
and they had a different meal, right? So God was giving them what they needed for that time. And then all of a sudden, when it shifts to another time, he gives them what they need for that occasion. He gives them what they need for that occasion. So what, what's the point? As I finish up, what's the point? Well, when you are going through, when you're going through something, understand that God is preparing a nation. He's preparing you. Keep your eyes on the objective and not the obstacles, right? The objective and the prize is Christ. Y'all hear me? The objective, the prize is Christ. Understand that God can do the supernatural. And he is the faithful God who gives us what we need for right now. But let me say this, that does not excuse you from having faith. Right? So let me give you an example. God supplied the manna. And he allowed the manna to cover the ground, right? God could have. He, he faithfully gave them manna day after day after day after day, right? He could have actually just miraculously, boom, gave them a full filling inside. And their tummies would have been full. And they would have been like going through their day. And then all of a sudden, like, hmm, I ate. I'm no longer hungry, right? He could he could have. But see, he faithfully supplied. But their faith had to be an operation for them to go get it, right? To go get it, to obtain what he supplied, amen? So he's the faithful giver but we also have to be in position to receive it too. Amen, right? Philippians 3, 7 through 8 says this, but whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as lost for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish so that I may gain Christ. Philippians 1 and 6 says, for I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ. And last verse, Philippians 2, I mean, 1 and 21. For to me to live is Christ, to die is gain. And why am I rattling off these verses? Because as I stated just a minute ago, the prize is Christ. The prize is Christ. So often we say, I've got heaven in my view. I'm going to walk the streets of gold. Never grow, right? I, 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 all right. Right? 
and we just think of heaven. Heaven is in our view. But, but let, me, let me just give you and suggest to you that heaven is not the goal. Heaven is not the goal. Paul said, Christ <laughs> is my goal. To be with Christ is my, heaven is heaven because Christ is there. Christ is there. Heaven wouldn't be heaven if Christ wasn't there. So Christ is our goal. And, and we live to be more like Christ. He's preparing a nation for himself. And this is not about material things. This is a spiritual thing. And, and are you spiritually in tune right now to understand that all this material stuff and all this stuff that we go through, uh-uh, no, no, no. That does not blind me from the objective. See, my, my aim, my view, I still have it in focus to be like Christ. And, and I'm, I'm running, I'm running like Paul where I'm stretching to, to get him, to stretching to be with him. I, I just want to be with him. And when I'm with him, I just want to simply lay at his feet. <laughs> and I want to just worship him and thank him for all he's done. I just want to thank him for all he's done. So heaven is not my goal. He's my goal. Christ is my goal. See, see the preparation here? <laughs> it, takes, it takes spiritual preparation. It takes maturity to understand, to make that shift, to keep him your goal. But as I end today, you know, that can't be your type of thinking if you don't have a relationship with him. It boils down to having a relationship with him, a personal relationship with him. You know, 1 John says that if you, if you love him and you say you're his, then you will live like Jesus lived. You will live like Jesus lived. You, you will want to have the mind of Christ. You want to be like him. In order to be like him, it's two things. He has to be your Lord. He has to be your Savior your savior and your king. And you got to live life for him so that he can live through you. Amen. So if you have not made that decision and you're here today, then after dismissal, we'll have those available here to, 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 to engage you in that conversation, to walk you through that. Amen. For those who are in Zoom land, Give us a call. <laughs> you can reach out here and we'll, we will go through that process with you. But the main thing is don't let this moment pass you by. Don't say tomorrow. <laughs> don't say tomorrow. Choose ye this day who you will serve. Amen. God bless you all. And I'll hand it over to those who know how to dismiss us properly. <laughs> Amen. God bless you.